0: And we're back here on Inside Block. and Gold. going to hit a quick mailbag. Steve, uh, Jeff Nowak alongside Steve Geller. And Steve, there's good news and bad news. The bad news is we don't have a ton of people in here. The good news is they've been very active in the chat. We have a lot of comments and questions. So first, Jerry G. Poria Jr. is always here and always, always saying nice things. We swept the Falcons. Yeah, so I don't even know if I mentioned this in the front end. But like this is what I wrote about in my in my quick observations after the game. You can see it on WWL if you want. Is I don't care what happens this season. As a Saints fan, you should always be able to celebrate a sweep of the Falcons. Preach. Like, think about it this way: this is probably the worst season you can remember. And you know, if you can go back to two thousand five. You can go back to you know the mid nineties. Whatever you want to do. But I mean, in your, in terms of like being able to really remember it, you know, like it's yesterday. Yeah, uh, this is the worst season you're going to be able to recall for quite some time. And even then, even in at the lowest of the lows,
1: <laughs>
0: you could still sweep the Falcons. And there's something to be said for that. Like any reasonable troll where you don't have to reach for it, like the Falcons always try to do is worth its weight in gold. Right. It's why the shy title stiff arm, even in this game, in this season, They they gave they let Shy Tuttle do the dat, and they played the stiff arm the Thanksgiving stiff arm of Matt Ryan and that is one hundred percent like I'm on board with it because trolls in this rivalry are worth almost as much as a win and uh, you know this was this was a good win it was a win you needed to like feel good about yourself and you could tell this team those guys went up there for the interviews and I will tell you right now that they were it was like you know a ton of bricks came off their shoulders like. They needed, they needed this, and they wanted this, and they got it. It was definitely needed in the worst way. And I, I kind of laughed when we
1: had um, one of the Atlanta guests come on our podcast and was like, he didn't understand like why we keep trolling them, especially about 28 <laughs> to 3. And it's like, well, because we can.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I tried not to give him too much of a hard time, but like it's like, really, you don't get it? <laughs> right. I, you know, if you're the Falcons, I would start trolling Matt Ryan because <laughs> right it's him it's all his fault next time, next time someone says 28 3 be like yeah go look at 33 <laughs> nothing um so uh, matt ryan's wife i don't know her first name um but like she tweeted uh after so the world cup ended obviously in penalty kicks like right before the game started and she tweeted like man what a great game make you forget anything about something crazy that might have happened yesterday <laughs> wow <laughs> i thought it was funny it was a good joke if you can't make fun of yourself who are you gonna make fun of and that's and that's the thing is say, the Saints in this rivalry are able to be self deprecating and they understand how to do it? The Falcons and their social media team specifically do not, and they don't get it, it doesn't compute, and that's why they're bad at it. Um, and uh, I give the Saints a lot of credit for that because they do it well.
1: No, and, and what I laugh too is like when they want to get hurtful and mean, all of a sudden, like someone will bring up uh, uh Katrina, and it's like,
0: no, nah, yeah. you, you can't, you can't hurt me with that. They miss all the time, right? Totally. Them. And the Saints never miss uh, in that regard, even when they're bad. Field guy, 316. That's our highlight right now, for sure. Third and one needs to be AK or Taysom. No passes, no Dalton sneaks. You know, I think you got to counter at some point, but I agree, like, you're overcomplicating this a lot of the time. I don't think Andy Dalton is very good at sneaks, and I really don't want to see him. But at the same time, Taysom <laughs> didn't get that first down on third and one, or fourth and one. So that wasn't great either. I do think that to an extent, the Saints got screwed there a little bit because that spot, mm, I wasn't sure about it. And then they never measured it. DA said that he was hoping for a measurement there and they didn't get it. And I was like, I agree. Like, why weren't you measuring that? Like, it was at least close enough to so you can know how much you need, right? Like, part of it is like, even if you don't, even if you know you didn't get it. A measurement helps you identify how far you have to go because that helps you decide what your play is. And I thought it was strange that they didn't measure that either. But, you know, no harm, no foul. No, there's definitely those – there's tons of
1: puzzling moments with the referees and the Saints. It's an awful relationship, and I don't know how we, how we remedy that at all because I feel like that's something that's been around for – even before the Nola no-call, there was obviously – issues with referees but i i mean i feel like you can say that for any team i'm sure
0: yeah i mean a lot of i mean the vikings had a gripe yesterday right like i I think i don't think it's intentional i think a lot in a lot of instances are just bad right like the vikings had a clear fumble recovery for a touchdown in that game they didn't end up mattering because the colts did the nfl a favor so they didn't have to talk about it but like that was a terrible call right so it's not just the saints it's just like the 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 moments when they happen are so just huge that it's magnified. Uh, and you're never going to get over that no call. In, in never. The- for sure. Joe Burrow coming up big with a TD. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Bucks are behind. The other ones blowing the lead today. Oh, they fumbled. Tom Brady was just going for that little that little pitch, apparently. <laughs> I think, you know, it's funny. That's going to be a fumble on Leonard Fournette, but it was Tom Brady's fault. And uh, he wins again. All right. Field guy three sixteen. I think the Saints were trying for the fumble ruski on that fourth and one exchange. <laughs> that would have been funny. One thing to note from this game, and I tweeted this at one point, there was a handful of bad snaps by Eric McCoy, and a lot of them were on Taysom Hill sets. There was at least two low snaps that Taysom rescued, and then that fumbled handoff there, I don't know. I'd have to go back and look, but it didn't look like it got into his hands. And I do wonder if there's a bit of rustiness there, especially on Taysom And you might say, well, why Taysom Hill? Why his snaps and not Andy Dalton? And it's because I think when you're Eric McCoy and you know that they're coming upfield. So you have to get out of your stance real quick. Like if it's Andy Dalton, even if it's a run play, you know you have a, an extra tick to kind of set and make a block because they have to wait and see what you're doing. When it's Taysom, the, the, the nose tackle or whoever it is, is going to try to get upfield as quickly as possible. They're going to try to split you. So you have to get right out of your stance. And I think that be, when you're doing that, you're more likely to send a, a low snap and his first game back, I think it got away from him a little bit. You didn't you didn't fumble, but I said when I tweeted, I was like, that's gonna be something to watch. And I think that's what kind of n- nipped you in that on that last exchange because he was trying to get, get the ball out, get up really quick, and he just, you know, he short armed it. So that's something that you're gonna want to see improve next week and beyond. I was gonna see it'll be interesting
1: to see what or how McCoy ends up grading out after this game. I
0: think for the most part... I don't think he had a very good game.
1: No, for the most part, it was not good, and I don't know if he's back earlier than he should be kind of thing, but he didn't seem to be
0: really hampered by anything. Falcons have a good interior rush. I think he just, you know, he's rusty. Right. He's probably a little out of shape, and I'm sure that kind of loomed a little bit late in the game, but I mean, I don't think he had any moments that were like, oh, man, he's just not ready, but I think he was just he wasn't quite as... I think he got winded a little faster than he's used to. He didn't get, he wasn't able to get places that he normally could, and I think that kind of that kind sure, of not a game re- shape kind of thing. Yeah, you got. He's gonna have to play his way back into shape a little bit. But I think, you know, I think he played better than the replacements would have. Yeah, even in, with a rusty game from him. Agreed on that point for sure. Okay, let's get a few more here. This is, I think, this is a really good point. Field guy three sixteen very active. We never run screens anymore. That's a bad thing. With all the speed we have, we should easily gain yards in this. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think you ran a single screen today. No. Nope. And this, I, this whole like aberrance to screens, right? It, you just you're not running screens, and I don't get it. I really don't. Um, and we asked A.K. about this. He said he was going to talk to Pete about it. I don't know if he did. going to have to follow up with him. I think he was joking, <laughs> but no, I. You know, I think the the play calling was good today. It was creative, and I think. One thing that is clear is that when you are able to extend drives, Pete can, Pete is a lot better at getting into his bag and and doing things. It is tough to get creative when you're going three now, and, and so I think that's a part of it.
1: No, I I would totally agree with you there. And I didn't. I was gonna say I don't feel like the Falcons were in any way, shape, or form putting pressure on Andy or anybody else within the defense to make them uncomfortable. It felt like the Saints should have had more points this game. Yeah. You know, they, they, they definitely could have been a little more aggressive, I guess.
0: For sure. Well, this is another one, Mitha Pry. Uh, we also don't have too many yak yards. You know, you have actually a lot of yak yards, but they're all Rashid Shahid and Juwan Johnson. For whatever reason, Chris Alave gets like the fewest yak yards. He has none. He never gets yak yards. Like, he had one 21-yard catch today. It's 20 yards in the air and one yard on the ground. I, I don't understand it. It's it's really strange to me. He's like, if you, I looked it up a few weeks ago, and I'm sure if I looked this week, it would be the same. Huh. He, among like the receivers, he's, I, he was in the top 20. I don't know where he is right now, but like when you look at anyone over like 800 yards receiving, he'll have by far the lowest number of yak. And part of it's the way he gets open, right? He's running a lot of returns, curls. And so Guys are driving on him to make the tackle. He's wide open when he catches the ball, but he's not able to make a guy miss. And I think that when you get into year two and year three with him, that's going to be a focus is finding ways to get him the ball where he can run with it because he can run. Like he's not a guy that you would think can't make things happen after the catch. But for whatever reason, to this point in his career, he hasn't been able to do it. No, I mean,
1: I'm just thinking about next year. If you can get Mike Thomas back, Chris Olave and
0: Rashid Shahid, I'll take those three receivers right there. Yeah, here's another one. Roby had a great game. I think he did have a really good game, and you know he's a guy who he'll never say this, but I don't think he loves playing the slot. Um, I think he prefers to be outside. He wants to be a ball hawk. He's talked about that in the past, but he is their best slot corner at this point. I don't know if maybe down the road Alante is a guy who you consider moving inside. I think Paulson his his skill set really profiles well to the slot, and I think you want to keep Alante on the outside. And when Lattimore comes back. Somebody has to go in and, you know, you obviously have the rotation and you feel perfectly fine putting Paulson on the outside. But I think down the road, what would make the most sense to me next year and beyond is Marshawn, Alante, Paulson in the slot. You know, and uh, I don't know. We haven't seen it. I haven't, I'm not sure I've ever seen him play in the slot. I just think his ability and his skill set and his, his open field tackling ability makes sense in the slot. And uh, we'll see. But like I was gonna say, do you know Roby's contract offhand uh, when he's signed through? I think he has one more year. I can look okay. it up. Um, he has a bunch of void years on his deal, so it's kind of confusing. Okay. Um, more yeah. of that Kai Harley math. Exactly. All right, I got time for a few more questions here. Let's. I got all the ones that I that I had starred. Let's see what we got here in the in the chat that's added in. Gary Viola says fake news. I'm not sure what that means. Saints won. Steve Schwartz. Y'all Facebookers. Yep, 2017 Bengals. Yep. Yeah, the coach can ask for a measurement, but in that instance, it's like you either got to call timeout or take a delay game, and you don't want to take a delay game, and if they're not giving you a measurement, you just going to have to go with it. Uh, it's tough. Kevin Lee, are we one smoke Monday away from a different <laughs> season? Uh, no, not probably not. <laughs> Oh, I did see smoke in the locker room a few weeks back. So he's still sticking around the team. I expect them to bring him back next year. Definitely a uh,
1: fan favorite name, and also I think amongst the media too. I mean, who doesn't love the name Smoke Monday?
0: I mean, if they were smoking on more Mondays, it would probably mean they were doing better. Yeah, but it would lead to more victories for sure. I'm thinking of Victory Monday. Yeah, yeah. And this is the this is the thing that drives you nuts. If only they could have beaten the Bucks, they would be winning this division right now. And if the Bucs can't come back, they're down twenty seventeen. You would be a game up. Ugh, man! Isn't that, isn't yeah. that brutal? Isn't that just awful? Anyway, driving that knife. So frustrating. It's so frustrating because this Bucks team isn't good. It's not good. They lost thirty five to seven to the Forty Nine ers. But no, you you think about it. Of all the games we've seen this year,
1: the Saints play people. Uh, you could really say. The 49ers, they looked like a good team that day. And even that game wasn't out of reach for them.
0: No, they were in the 49ers territory all game. They just couldn't score. Right, right. Um, like they couldn't get in the end zone. But that, oh, now they're down 27, 10, 17. They're on 10 points with 12 minutes left. And the Bengals aren't the Saints. They're in trouble. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, that, that'd be funny. Like, you know, uh, Trey Hendrickson puts the hit on Brady and Von Bell ends up getting the pick.
0: Yeah. Keeping it real. Who that sports podcast. Check it out. Good guys over there. Says Marcus may played a good game. A couple typos. We'll leave, We'll live with it. Uh, no, he did. I, I think Marcus may has been good the last few weeks, you know, last three, four weeks. I think he's really kind of stepped up. I, you know, I don't know if maybe the, the Achilles kind of took him a little while to get back from, right? Like it, it's easy to say you're healthy, but I'm not sure. It's always easy to say you are at a hundred percent. You are playing at your peak ability level. And I think the last month or so you've seen him kind of step into his own a little bit more and lay the wood on some hits. And I think Tyron Matthew too. Tyron Matthew hit some good hits today and a lot of the Tyron Matthew truthers are 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 not coming out of the woodwork as often these days cuz I think if we're going to look back at the season and be like, "You know what? Tyron Matthew had a pretty good season." Like Well, not in the early begin not in the the beginning. No, I think he's been fine the whole time. He's had some rough missed tackles, but so have everybody else. He might be the best player on this defense from beginning to end. Well, Pro Bowl vo- voters would agree with you. Yeah, that's true. All right, that's it for me. Anything else you want to add, Pete? Steve? Pete.
1: Uh, no, man. I'm just uh, going to live in this one for a while. I guess the 24-hour rule for us, too, and then we got a quick week, a short turnaround.
0: Yep. Got one more. Keeping it real, who that sports podcast. Despite the win problems, this team has been suffering. All season are still there. We need a new OC. And, you know, I agree with that. I, I think if you're making one major change this offseason, it is bringing in an offensive coordinator who can kind of revamp and, and kind of revitalize this offense a little bit. But at the same time, I'm not putting all this on Pete. I don't think the offense has been the reason you've been, you've been you're have been 4-9. But I do think that you need to, you need to get a little more modern, if you will, at that at that spot. And you need a guy who's going to really command the offense. And I'm not sure Pete's that guy. He's just personality-wise, I don't think he's that guy. But I, I agree with that. Um, but that's it for me. No, just uh, with that, whoever, you know, has some, you know, interesting
1: pieces. I don't know if we really had in mind. Obviously, everyone, Chris Olave, your first-round pick, is obviously a key offensive weapon for you, but the emergence of Rashid Shahid and Juwan Johnson this year, I think, are pretty huge for the offense, especially we were, we were looking everywhere for tight end, you know, where we're going to get this production, and it was, it's was it been Juwan. And Taysom has nine touchdowns. Yeah, if you want to consider him the tight end.
0: Yeah, well, you know, I'm I'm just saying like this is this idiot on Twitter who keeps coming back and be like, they should have cut Taysom. He's just getting in the way of Jawan Johnson. <laughs> I was like, you, combined, they have 16 touchdowns. Taysom has nine touchdowns. Jawan has seven. How has he been getting in the way? It's nonsense. It's like anytime you're getting advice from a fantasy football person, keep in mind they are thinking about it solely from a fantasy football perspective sure. and not thinking about, well, what is this? Is this team better? In this way, they're like, well, if Taysom wasn't there, then Jawan would have seven more catches. No, see, I'll say this. F the hell off. (laughs) Taysom has, I would say, vultured, if
1: anybody, Camara's touchdowns, not Jawan Johnson.
0: Yeah, but as long as you're getting in the end zone, nobody cares. Sure,
1: sure, exactly. But I'm just saying, like, from production wise, it's like he's not taking them from Jawan.
0: I'm just saying don't listen to Fantasy Man Dan on Twitter because he's a moron. (laughs) Fantasy Man Dan. I've 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 muted him. Maybe I should block him because he pisses me off. He just keeps showing up and be like, whoa, Taysom, man. Oh, yeah, Taysom as a six. He tweeted at me like 17 seconds before Taysom threw a 68 yard touchdown to Rashid Shaheed. we talking then, about Taysom, and then I'm
1: sure it got real quiet.
0: No, 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 no. I I was like, yeah, yeah, you're an idiot. And then he responded to that tweet five times. I've muted him, so I didn't even know until later. He's a moron. Don't don't let take his advice anyway. Stay away from what's his name. I don't want to give him any more any more. Problem. All right, all right, no more airtime for you now. No, I just I just wanted to point out that he's a moron. Anyway, that's it. I'm in a good mood, so I'm calling people morons on Twitter. That's all. You've been listening to Inside Black and Gold, where I call out a Twitter fantasy uh advice giver that no one's ever heard oh. of but me. That's it. I'm Jeff Noak. follow me on Twitter at Jeff underscore Noak follow Steve at Steve Geller W W L That's G E L L E R, not like Sarah Michelle. No. Um you can no check AR. out the latest news at WWL.com, WWL AM 870 FM one oh five three and always free on the Odyssey app, just like this podcast. Hit the subscribe button wherever you get your podcast. Leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts if you'd like. I like hearing from y'all. We finally are up in the uh up in the top of the list there when you look up New Orleans Saints, which is kind of cool. I appreciate that. Appreciate everyone who's helped make that happen. And uh, yeah, let me know if you want to hear anything, if you We'd we'll like us getting any topics this week. It would be nice to actually talk about a team winning a game. It would be nice to go through the film for once. But, yeah, that's it. All right, Steve, say goodbye. Bye, and
1: talk to you soon as Christmas in Cleveland is coming.
0: Christmas in the Cleve. All right, peace, y'all.